Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lads and Powers. This is Scott Powers of The Athletic with Mark Lazarus of The Athletic. Mark is in sunny San Jose? What is it What is it out there? It's, it's crappy here in Chicago. Today. I, I would call it partly cloudy San Jose. It's nice. It's like 65. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's it, it's this. I think the temperature is increasing here in Chicago. It was really nice yesterday. Today it was just it was bad. It was, uh, it was wet and yucky and... Actually, I went to uh, I went to Rockford. I'm not sure if I told you. I think I did. I went to uh, Rockford this morning for practice and uh, talked to some people. And uh, yeah, I just drove back from Rockford in a in a in a storm. So that was that's always <laughs> fun. But um, it was nice. I, I did some one on one interviews and you know talked to some people and you know watched some practice. And it was it was a nice change of pace. I really wish I'd gone to Rockford more often. Just the season's been so crazy. But um, yeah, I don't. We, 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 you know, we mentioned as we got on here that we really don't have much to talk about. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like I, I, I'm proud that we filled up this much time of. Uh, yeah, this much. Man, time all, of, all credit in the world to the uh, CHGO guys. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but they're doing five of these a, a week on yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks at this stage of the season. Those we guys can't even deserve talk medals. About one day they they got to talk. Oh about my god, <laughs> deserve medals just for <laughs> what? What are we talking about here? Like it, it's just. Like this season, you get the sense from the team too. It's just everyone's saying, "No, we're still, we're still engaged. We're still working hard." Of course, everyone's checked out. How could you not have checked out at this point of the season when you're way out of it? There's four games left now. There's like a week and a half left in the season. How could you possibly not be checked out? You know, you're only human. You might be a professional athlete, and this is your job. But you know, I don't know about you, Scott. I've been mailing it in for a little while, and I'm pretty sure the Blackhawks have been too. Yeah, no, I, I think it's been a struggle for all of us here down the stretch. <laughs> I and, and the challenges, I mean, it's it's you know, I, I wrote about the rebuild, you know, just kind of looking at it, you know, a couple of weeks afterward that you know it was a team that struggled to win beforehand, and then you take a couple of players away, and you know, now they're playing younger guys like Vlasic, who obviously isn't ready yet, and like it's just it's they they can't win, and um, like that's just got to be demoralizing in some ways, and. And part of it is this. I mean, this is what it could look like next season. And, and we, and, you know, even I, we were talking on Slack the other day about 
covering a team like this for an entire season, like we've covered some bad Blackhawks teams and, you know, like we, we obviously covered a lot of very good ones early on, but uh, the last, you know, four or five years, like they've increasingly gotten worse. And I, I don't think we've possibly are in, you know, like next season, it, it could be, I, I guess it, on paper, like it, potentially the worst team we've ever covered. If, you know, as long as they don't win one of these lottery spots here, like I, I, I think there's not any incentive for Cal Davidson to do much and improve the team next season. My my junior year of college at Northwestern, uh, I was I was writing columns about the men's basketball team. I was a, I was a deputy sports editor, and it was my job to write columns. And Northwestern, that was the year after Evan Eschmeyer's seventy fourth senior season, so they had nobody. It was uh, Kevin O'Neill had left in the middle of the summer, and all of the players transferred. It was a total disaster. They went zero and sixteen in the Big Ten that year. They <laughs> lost every game by like forty or fifty points. So we would like. You know, we'd go to class in the morning. We would drive down to Bloomington, Indiana, five hours. We would cover the game. They would get their asses handed to them. We'd write our stories, and we would drive back because we couldn't afford hotels. So we would just drive back in the middle of the night and get to Chicago right at rush hour, you know, like 7 in the morning, yeah. fight our way back to Evanston, then go right to class. That's what next season's going to feel like, Scott. Get ready. Buckle up. I covered – I was going to say I, I covered my, my senior year at Indiana. I covered the, the football team. I was a columnist, and – that year they lost fifty eight nothing to Michigan. I, I thought you were gonna yeah, it was like get into like what it was like even covering that. I, I used to have players threatening me at bars. They want to fight me. Like it was, <laughs> I, I I definitely was. I, I it was probably too extreme the stuff I was writing. You know, I'm like I'm a kid writing as a columnist and and covering this awful team. But th- there was a time where Cam Cameron called me out of the press conference and like it was. I I, I learned a lot as a writer and a columnist. That I was I, my senior year. Like I I graduated a quarter early and like, t- like one of my last things I wrote for the Daily Northwest. Western was something that had been building up the bitterness, just the bitter, jealous person that I am, uh, had been building up and all that. I was like, you know what? I don't think it's right that athletes at college get all these special treatment. They get free gear, you know, they get all their free stuff, they get special tutors, they get help with all their homework. You know, the and I would say like those of us at the Daily Northwestern working 70 hours a week don't get that. Those people in the uh, we used to call it the sweatshop in the theater department putting together the sets and everything for the all the shows and stuff, they don't get that kind of help. Why do athletes why are athletes they already get free school? Why do they also get this <laughs> stuff? And the next morning my car was all keyed up. Okay. And there, there was a there was a, a like a loose leaf paper uh, stuck underneath the uh, windshield wiper said, "Don't fuck with the ad asshole." Oh my <laughs> so god! That, that's how that's how I ended my journalism career at Northwestern. Just beloved everywhere I go. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's, that's lovely. <laughs> I, I was mostly mad that they all had matching sweatpants and like you know the, the, the slides they all wear. I'm like, well, I don't I don't get free sweet free pants. I want free pants. That's yeah, really it was. Get, get the it was just it was just bitterness. Down. I did. Yeah. I, I had to pay full price to go to school. My parents had to take out a second mortgage. Why? Because you know, am I not valuable to the school? What the hell? You just throw a football around. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, so I, I don't know how we're gonna how that's gonna translate to next season. No, I, 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 like I thought a, we we're just gonna wrap up the. Podcast I mean, I, I got I, I got yelled at by the owner of the team this year, so I guess it's not that far off. Yeah. No, it's been. I was talking to someone in Rockford today. Just how long the seasons felt like. Like someone's like that happened this year. Like it just, you know, like it was. It just the amount of stuff that's happened over the course of the season. And uh, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. nobody nobody feels sorry for us, and nobody should because you know we love our jobs. But you know, we haven't no. really had a. It's been since May, last May. No, and it'll be an off season. Will be it'll be good for everyone involved. I remember um, off seasons. Those were fun. Yeah, no, we remember playoffs too, right? Like that used to be fun to cover too. <laughs> um, I don't. Is there has there been 
know, has there been any positive? I haven't watched the games a whole lot. Like I, I tune in a little <laughs> bit here. Like I, I don't know. Like I look at the shots. Like I, I, I've seen this game too often. Like the LA game, right? Like it's just that they're, they're just not capable. You know, like against yeah. good teams, like they just don't have the. Uh, um, you know, I, I talked to Lucas Reichel today on some of the stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna try to write for the next few weeks, but I. I think the, the the end of the season has been valuable in a few respects. Like they get guys like Alec Regula and even Reichel. Like Reichel, Reichel understands where his game's at right now. Like he, yeah. you know, he talked a lot about today about, um, you know, he said to me just how he he knows that he has to get stronger and you know like he, uh, like he has a better understanding. Like he's more comfortable. You know, like he's frustrated he doesn't have a goal, but he he knows how to create better at this level. And um, you know, I think Regula was really interesting when he came up. He talked about how. You know, like he felt like he can get away with some stuff in, in rock for now and, and stuff that, you know, that I think Andre Sorensen's empowered him to try. Um, and he knows not right away that he can do that in the NHL, but like at some point, like he should be, um, you know, trying some things offensively and doing some stuff. And I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the end of the season has been valuable in respect to getting some guys some ice time, getting them a taste of this. Um, but also kind of, bal- I mean, they sent Reichel back down. Like they knew he wasn't ready. Um, I mean, we can get a little bit more into whether, you know, whether it was smart or not to burn the season. But I, I do think that there there is an honest approach to wanting to um, you know develop these players properly and not to rush them. And, um, and even next season, like even if it is a development season and a tanking season that I don't necessarily think they're going to rush guys to Rockford just to uh, or rush guys to Chicago. Like they they might want them in Rockford so they can, you know, some guys have some success and and have that feeling. And I think there's. Uh, and I think Davidson mentioned this to you too about how it's. I think it's important to ha- for guys to, um, yeah, I don't know, to dominate the level before or something, or at yeah. least to have some success at a level, not just jumping levels because that's where the expectation is, or that's where organizationally you feel like it. Just it, it felt like too often the Blackhawks jump steps because that they had such high expectations on players. Well, yeah, I mean, you wrote about that with Ethan Del Mastro today, where, you know, all of a sudden he's leapfrogged a lot of guys in the depth chart, maybe, and people might be excited about him. But they know now, they've learned the lesson, the hard lessons of the previous regime of rushing guys. They know that it hurt Kirby Doc. They know that, you know, it probably hurt Adam Boquist when these guys were brought up almost to, like, you know, placate a fan base that was getting antsy. That's not a good reason to bring somebody up. You got to do it properly. And while that's going to make next year miserable because they are taking slow, it's going to pay dividends down the road. That's the whole point. So, you know, if you're a Blackhawks fan, you could be encouraged that they seem to be doing things the right way here. And, you know, there is value. Like that, that is the one thing you can cling to these last few weeks of the season is, you know, these guys are getting valuable experience. And it's not just about getting a taste of the NHL. It's getting a sense of what you need to work on. Like you said, like, you know, it's one thing to know, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm 19, I'm, in, I'm killing it in the AHL, I'm ready for the NHL. It's another thing to actually go up there and be like, oh, my God, look how big and strong and fast these guys are. I need to work on this, 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 and this. So even like Alex Vlasic, who, you know, I don't think he's going to be starting the season in the NHL next year. Yeah. But getting these games in, he knows what he needs to work on now. He has, a, he has an idea of what level he needs to be at to succeed in the NHL. So when he does get here full time, he'll be ready. And, you know, the, the game in Arizona was a perfect example where he scored a goal. He was, you know, Derek King said he might have been their best defenseman tonight. He made a lot of nice plays, but he also committed a turnover. It's a brutal turnover that led immediately to a goal. That is the reason that game went to overtime in the first place. So, you know, being lear- learning not just, you know, to handle the mood swings that come, the ups and downs that come with being in the NHL, but also getting a sense of, all right, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. This is what I can work on in the summer. This is what I can work on in Rockford next year. That will pay off down the road. The problem is it's going to be down the road. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And everybody 
from Kyle Davison to Derek King to whoever the coach might be next year to these players themselves to Jonathan Davis and Patrick Kane to the fans have to brace for that fact that it's going to be bad, probably worse before it gets better. I was thinking the last two days I've been I was reading I was actually reading a, reading a soccer book, um, and it was about um, about different coaching philosophies and, and and you know just basically building a team philosophy and and it got to me thinking it got me thinking about just how um, like what 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 can be done during a rebuild that can be positive for the future and, and part of it's that they need they need draft picks and they need assets but it's also like you can you can start building identity I think. Um, and, and you know, trying different things are just you know like I, I like the baseball the Blackhawks almost hired a baseball GM like it was it was a really outside the box <laughs> idea and and they hired Kyle Davidson who you know like he, he's young and you know like you know like but he's also they're saying that he's also going to bring this different flavor to it and I, I'm curious where we're going to start to see that like I, I'm right now I think his upside is he's not Stan Bowman and he's making a lot of moves that were um, the opposite to Stan Bowman. But I, I wonder too, if he's going to take some risks and take some, um, you know, just be a little bit more creative or just, you know, I'm curious who else he brings into the organization. Cause right now it's, you know, it, it was bringing back Norm McIver. It was, you know, it was getting rid of some people and then promoting some people from within. Um, I'm curious, you know, whether it's analytics or development or scouting or wherever in the organization or even coaching And right now, like it's, it's Derek King, um, who was in Rockford and, and, and Anders Sorsen, who was in Rockford before. And, um, you know, I, it, was, it was really interesting talking to Anders today for, for a while about just, you know, his thoughts on development and, you know, being able to, um, yeah, just maybe working with the same group for multiple years. Like maybe there's a benefit to that where you're, you, you, you develop the same group and then, you know, they, then they move on together, you know, like, I think you saw that a little bit when the Blackhawks had some success that some of those prospects came up together and then all of a sudden they started to play in, in Chicago together. Um, but but I, I, I'm curious of where the differences are going to be or what or what changes, if any, they're going to be like just to, to bring a new idea to it. Because I think I think expectations are so, so small next year for them to win. Like you might as well try new things or to bring yeah. some different ideas to the way you're coaching or developing or. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think there's a platform to um, yeah try different things and but also kind of sticking to like you know you have to lose games to probably get draft picks. But that, yeah, I don't know. The test the boundaries a little bit on hockey or um, or yeah, just development or just you know yeah, some bring something different to the table that we haven't seen before. I think there's an opportunity where where there aren't expectations and and you know like you can try different things. Well, we're in such an early stage of that too. I mean, you know. Uh, we were talked to Kyle Davidson. I don't remember where we were, but it was a few weeks ago. And he was saying, you know, now that the trade deadline's over, I can actually start thinking about building out hockey ops and where I want to go and bringing in some new voices. Because you're right. Everything he's brought in basically has been internal. He's an internal candidate. Norm McIver was basically an internal candidate. Brian Campbell's an internal candidate. Like, like they haven't really reinvented anything here yet. But now they have the time to start thinking about that. And it, it's the early stages. It, you know, everything, it seems like, you know, they're – I think they're waiting for the season end. I mean, I talked to Tyler Johnson yesterday, and he said, you know, I got to talk to Kyle. And I hasn't talked to yeah. Kyle yet. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane have both said, we got to talk to Kyle. And, like, I, I know that there are plans for that in the very near future. They might have already happened for all I know. Um, but, you know, I talked to Derek King. I gotta, I'll got i have a Q&A up uh, Saturday morning at The Athletic with with Derek King. I talked to him for about 20 minutes last uh, last night. And uh, it was an interesting conversation. But even him, he says, like, I, you know, we haven't talked yet, We you know, about his future. That's going to happen after the season. So Kyle's waiting for the season to end to make a lot of these decisions, I think. And I think once he starts, that's when we'll get a real idea of what it is he's trying to do here, if he really is something different or if he's just another quote-unquote hockey man. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, what I thought was interesting, something I heard the other day was, and, and, and we've talked about this before, and you, you wrote about it, uh, about this lottery coming up, which is now what, May, I don't know, 10th. May, May 10th. 10th, that basically how that ever that falls is sort of how the Blackhawks align themselves a little bit next season. Like, uh, if they end up having one of those top two, what are they, sixth right now, seventh overall? Um, or uh, sixth or seventh in the lottery. Like, if, if they end up getting one of those first two picks, that it changes how they approach next season a little bit where they don't like there's no reason to be as bad as you know yeah you can't tank if you don't have a number of top top pick next yeah year. like you don't want to just hand columbus uh, the number one or number two pick like there's a little <laughs> bit more incentive so like it, it, it's interesting that you know if if they do end up having the first or second pick that they, they might try to improve a little bit next season and, and have a little bit better of a team and not just hand columbus that pick knowing that they're not keeping it so it's I, I feel like some of the what's going to happen in the offseason is tied a little bit to that. You know, like if you're going to get a if you get to number one or number two pick like there's, you know, I, I guess historically, usually those players probably join you in the NHL. Maybe maybe considering where the Blackhawks are at, they they don't have those players join them. Maybe, you know, wherever those players will play somewhere else next season. But it, it, cha- it definitely changes, I, I guess, your um, a tra- trajectory for a, a rebuild too, like knowing that's where your star player may come from, or one of your star players comes from this draft instead of the 2023 draft. So, um, yeah, I, I think the, I think the lottery is interesting, and you know, as the Blackhawks continue to lose games, like it it, it probably you know it's, it's increasing their odds of landing one of those top two picks. They're, they're you know they're not going to get anywhere near the first or two, at least in odds wise, but it, it definitely at least increases the chances that that, that could happen. And that could affect what Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane want to do too, right? If they see a, a a quicker light at the end of the tunnel where they're getting someone like that, and that is going to inspire Kyle to make some more moves and improve the team more, uh, more rapidly because all their first round picks will be Tampa's or, you know, it's not, it's uh, and, and even Minnesota, they're not going to, the, how their performance, the Blackhawks performance won't affect it. So maybe it makes them a little more eager to, to push a little faster. Maybe that changes the way they perceive this. It, it's, there's still so many variables that we don't yeah. know yet. And until that, and that draft lottery is is one of the big dominoes. Well, first you have that draft lottery, and then you're going to have you know the draft itself, where you know there's going to be a lot of trade speculation about Patrick Kane. Let's be honest; I don't think it's going to happen, but there's going to be a lot of speculation about Patrick Kane at that draft. And then July 13th comes, and they're eligible for extensions, and then we start talking about that. Um, it it kind of starts with that draft lottery because that's when you know kind of the scale and the scope and the length of this rebuild is once you know that if you're tanking next year or not. That's frankly what it comes down to: Are the Blackhawks tanking? next year or not what were your takeaways from your conversation conversation with strom the other day you know i was trying real hard to get him to basically see you know i was i, I was <laughs> to get him to say you know basically fuck you to all my doubters like i thought because i gotta i gotta believe that's in there right there has to be this is a guy who twice now has been labeled a total bust happened in arizona 
Then he goes out and has a point a game in Chicago. Happened again in Chicago, and then it comes out that he's a point a game player again. There has to be some of that, like you know, you know, defiance in him. But he's just—he's not really—he's not that kind of guy who's going to come out and say it. But there's clearly satisfaction for him, you know. How wherever he ends up next year, and I think both of us think it's not going to be Chicago. I think that's a dumb thing, but I think that's where it, I think it's pretty clear the Blackhawks don't see him as a part of the future here. Um, you know, he can take that with him. He can say, you know, he, he is. He's that kid's been through some adversity now. I mean, he he was left for dead in Arizona. You know, drafted behind Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, and he just did not perform. He was not put in a position to succeed in Arizona, but he didn't do himself any favors either. And then you know, Jeremy Carlton, you know, Derek King said like I was in on those meetings before the season started, and Jeremy Carlton basically made it clear that you know Strom, who you, I I thought had a really good camp, you, I think you did too, mm-hmm. uh, was not even in the conversation. Like there was just no, there was nothing he could have done to start the opening day lineup, um, which gives you an idea of just how far out of favor he had fallen. Like Jeremy Collin was done with him, just done. Yeah. So for him to come back and now be, you know, I mean, he's a number one center. He, you know, he might not be Connor McDavid, but he is a number one center in the NHL right now, playing with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, or excuse me, Alex Brinkett. And both those guys are better with Strom as their center than without. He makes good players good. So he will have a home somewhere. He might be a number two center somewhere else. He might even be number three center on a really deep team because third lines now, it's not about a top six anymore. It's a top nine. You have three scoring lines. He's going to be a productive player in the NHL. Someone will put him in a position to succeed. Um, if I'm the Blackhawks, hey, you got a couple of years here where you need somebody to give Patrick Kane and Alice to bring up the puck. Why wouldn't you sign him to a two-year bridge deal? But you know, if I'm Dylan Strong, maybe I'm just like, you know what? It's time for a fresh start. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. If I if I'm Strowman, I have the right suitors and and you know the right team. Like you can you can be a like he goes to a deep enough team where he doesn't have to face number one centers. I I think he gets more protected and the value of him even goes up. You know, like I think the problem the Blackhawks have with him is they don't believe that he's a number one center and 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 it's not necessarily a Strom problem. It's a Doc problem. It's a Taves problem, right? right? Like it's like he's not well protected. So. Um, I think other teams begin matching up, you know, when, when, when they play Florida or Boston, like it's a little bit more noticeable that line struggles, um, you know, like it, it has a little bit more, like it comes, it comes up with chances because that line comes up with chances all the time, but they're, they're a little bit more lopsided possession. So sure. I, I think, I think if Strom, like if, if he's able to, you know, if the Blackhawks, you know, like the Blackhawks own his rights and he's got, a, you know, like there's RFA and there's arbitration and, um, but if he has a chance to walk and he can pick his spots, you know, like that could be a really favorable situation for him and, and future success and, and help a team win and be part of a, you know, a, I, a different type of team. I have to think those arbitration rights scare the hell out of the Blackhawks. And that's one of the reasons why they're trying to maybe move on from him. Because if you look at what he's done, you know, Strom said it himself. I mean, last year was really tough on him. He did not adapt well to the COVID lifestyle and it affected him on the ice and he played poorly and it carried over into this year. But as a whole, his tenure in Chicago has been very productive. And you throw in the fact that what he's done the second half of the season, you know, I, I told him he should bring Patrick Kane as a, as a character witness to his arm because all Patrick Kane keeps talking about how he should be a part of the future and how he makes it better and all that. Uh, the Blackhawks will not fare well in that arbitration hearing. Dylan Strome will get more money than the Blackhawks want to pay him if it gets to that point. So if they don't negotiate some kind of like bridge deal before it comes to that, you know, they, they do not want to go to arbitration with Dylan Strome. I think there's so many different elements of this conversation. Like part of it's, you know, I think he's the qualifying offer is the 3.6, which at this point he, like he's, he's worth, you know? Um, but I, I think it's more about the fact that Blackhawks know they have Taves and Doc and where do you slot Reichel? And they want Reese Johnson to be the fourth line center. And then they also want 
cap flexibility, um, you know, to take on a bad salary, like, you know, Vegas or, or if Calgary, you know, resigns Gaudreau, like there's some teams up against it. Like that's how I think so much is about asset, uh, you know, building that, that uh, like, they're not so much worried about, um, yeah, the, you know, like the, the success of the team. And maybe, maybe they have to be a little bit just to, if that's the, the factor that keeps, you know, Kane engaged. Or maybe maybe Kyle Davidson's decided they're moving on from Kane too. Who knows? Um, you know, we haven't got a really clear picture of that. But, I, yeah, I think there's so many different elements. Like it's um, – I, don't, I I think I, I don't know like even Doc's like it's it's like we 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 say it's tw- I I I feel like we we defend Doc and that he's twenty one and it takes time but I also feel like like next season's really important from this off season's really important from him you know like um I I think that uh, you know like at some point he's gonna have improved himself or the Blackhawks really can't really hold a spot for him or think of him as part of the future either right like it's some um you know it's gonna be a few years from now but the Blackhawks at some point will be started thinking about winning again and, and building and building pieces and, and right now the nice thing is they probably don't have to afford Kirby Doc you know I heard that they originally wanted to you know they were thinking like six million or so that's going to cost them on this next deal and and that's you know that's cut in half or even more now based on his season but I, I do think like for even Doc, who they're they're probably you know he's a, he's a, he's gonna have a sp- have a spot over Strom because they kind of envision him maybe having a higher upside. But at some point you need to produce because when you look at the analytics and the production, like Strom Strom's doing something more than any of these defense or any of these centers. You know, yeah. like at some point that has to matter too, and it, it can't just be based on potential. Like some of it has to be in the actual numbers. You know. So what do you really think about Lucas Reichel and the decision to burn his contract here? It's interesting. I, 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 I guess I see cases to both. I, I think, I think the Blackhawks, the big part of the Blackhawks is they've seen um, guys that who they project, you know, that could have similar outputs. Not, not that he's Mitch Marner or any of those guys, but uh, you know, if 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 you guys if you give those guys more time, they end up putting up more numbers and become more expensive. So. Um, this way, you know, Reichel's not ready and he may not be ready come next season. Like he, he's got to put on some strength. So based on that, like when he gets to his second contract, he, he may not have the production. Um, he, he won't be arbitration eligible yet either, but maybe, you know, like there's more of a debate that he needs time that, you know, like he, he's not worth this much where, uh, a year from now, like he's ready. And then, uh, you know, like he's a little bit more ready and then he's got three more years to get to where he wants. Um, the, the other case that I heard was that, you know, because the salary cap's supposed to stay in place for a couple more years, that having Reichel at a lower number uh, w- would allow you to have a little bit more flexibility cap-wise and, and take on some contracts where, and for other teams, that's more valuable too. Where it's you know like if you if there's not a lot of space to go around and you do maybe you can take on someone's contract because uh, you know because you do have that flexibility and fewer teams do too. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of see both sides. Like I. Like I, 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 at the end of the day, if like Lucas Reichel is good and he and he and he's producing, he's gonna get paid. Like he's, I, I think that's, uh, I, I think that's the important thing, you know. Like that's, I, I think I think the Blackhawks can try to game this as much as they want, and um, you know, Reichel's agent's not stupid either, you know. Like he, you know, like if he's producing, and he's putting up numbers, they'll ask for, for for what they want, and then some of it just depends on a long term deal or whether it's a bridge deal too. So there's there's so many different variables, and and um, so I I know it's like this big big thing but I don't I don't you know like if Reichel's the player the Blackhawks hope they'll be you know he'll get his money and I'm sure the Blackhawks won't uh yeah uh, all this will be for not you know see there's storylines for us to write about we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be all right yeah it's funny <laughs> the, the comment section that's <laughs> you know like, you write about God bless you for going in the comment section. oh god let's not talk about the comment section on that uh, homophobic language story uh, about. oh god. my god that was uh that was that was quite something 
But like, you know, I, I write the Dylan Strom story and people are like, well, you're writing about Dylan Strom again. Write about something different. And then it's like, I write about Tyler Johnson, who I haven't really written about this year. Why are you writing about Tyler Johnson? We don't oh, care God. about it. Write about something interesting. <laughs> you can't win, man. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's best not to go in the comment section this time of year. It's funny, uh, the, 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 the language story I did, which is... Uh, I think generally well received. It was, I, I, I don't know, it was certainly a, it was an important story. Like I, I, it was, it was well done. I think it was important. And like, I, I'm, I'm sure some of that was expected that this was going to be the blowback, at least from some people. And it's, it, it is whatever, but I think it's, it's those people that need to read the story too, regardless of how right. they feel about it. Like, I think it's important for everyone to read, you know? Well, it's, it's funny. My mom, you know, she, 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 I think she judges everything I write based on how many comments it gets. <laughs> and, and she's, she's just texting me like 200 comments. 400 comments, 700 comments. Is that a record? And I'm like, That's no, but I'm like, have you been reading the comments? No. Okay, good. good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even messaged you like five or 600. Like that was, yeah, I, it, it story just took I, off. I, yeah, think that, I mean, at least, at least people are reading it. And I, I think that was, that was part of it. You know, I think we did in the, the arena rankings one time, we got over a thousand comments. So it's, it's not always the most important substance material that gets, uh, that gets that kind of commentary. No, but that was important. We, we actually, we, we, we have a story that we think will be fun that we actually didn't get around to this year just because we had so much. And I think yeah, we'll, we'll do that one next year. We'll do that one next year. Yeah. We do have ideas and we will be around. Um, yeah, no, I, we actually we're hoping uh, to have an interesting podcast for you for you next week. Something different, and we actually yes, um, something with some substance we, to it instead of us just yeah, making we'll see, shit we'll up. See. It's, it's, there's a possibility to it. So right now <laughs> we, we, we will announce it when the time comes. We'll have a surprise guest, which we it's just you and I usually talking to each other. So it'll be, we'll have a surprise guest. We'll leave in some intrigue. <laughs> um, you were out in San Jose, and then we have three games after that. Is that right? Uh yeah, two home two games, home games then one game in Buffalo. Yeah, the uh, yeah that that Buffalo game. We really almost made something. it, Scott. We're almost there. Yeah, just God, crawl God into the finish line for going to that Buffalo game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they, I, I, it doesn't sound like the Blackhawks are going to do a, tradish, uh, a traditional clock cleanout. So we'll start talking to some guys uh, over the next week about kind of their uh, offseason plans. And I think you know, I, you know, at some point we'll talk to Kane and Taves and get a better idea of, um, yeah, the kind of their thoughts on, on what's ahead too. So like, I, I think there's some interesting stuff, like the games obviously that aren't that important, but I, I think, you know, we'll have a better sense, uh, kind of where Kane and Taves stand, maybe hopefully what they get to say over this next week and kind of their thoughts going into the off season. And um, yeah, I mean, these are really decisive moments in Blackhawks, you know, history here, like in 10 years from now, you're going to look back at these kind of this year and the decisions that were made from, you know, hiring uh, Kyle Davidson to deciding Kane and Taze and all this stuff. This is going to have impact for years and years to come. It might not be fun, but it's certainly significant. Yeah, no, this, this offseason, yeah, it's it's intriguing that I don't think they're going to make many signings. or But th- there's definitely trades that could happen, and they're going to want to get into the draft some more. So uh, the fact that the Brinkett's contracts, uh, like he can potentially sign, you know, re-sign his extension yeah. or the Black, you know, like the Blackhawks need to decide what they do want to do to Brinkett too. And, um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff, so. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be all over. We'll take probably take some time off and uh, come at it. But yeah, another week, and then hopefully we have the surprise guest next week, and then uh, wrap things up. And uh, yeah, it's, hey, uh, we're well, almost we, there. Read my Q and A with Derek King uh, in the morning. Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty interesting. But once I was done uh, fanboying about the 1993 Islanders, which I did for a little bit because <laughs> I finally got to do that with him. I've been waiting all year to do that for him. Nice. <laughs> we talked about some Long Island restaurants because he uh, he actually lived uh, apparently only like a town or two over from where I did in Comac. So. Oh, cool. Uh, we bonded over Long Island. Nice. Uh, yep, read that, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have content for you the next few weeks. So, uh, For Mark Lazarus, I am Scott Powers, and this is Lazarus Powers. And I 
can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.